come straight for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. And we are officially. Free agents, <laughs> your logo here, your logo there. <laughs> and that's not to say that we don't love the market dominator. We don't love house capital. We don't love Iman and everybody else. We're just letting everybody know if, if you're interested, now is the time to send one of us a DM to, uh, to effectively sponsor this show coming up for the 2023 season we would love Ooh. to have you so uh my name is joe miller i guess i should have started there uh i'm the host of this year john or off tackle with john fina show that over there is uh john fina and uh we are back for a special three episode series for the draft talking free agency and draft leading into the draft and then post draft it's so good to have all of you and with that john fina tell us about your hat oh hey you like the new hat yeah good goodberry good. variant Bills on the brain. Bills on the brain for sure. You Where like that? You that? That's amazing. I got that from Good Berry Variant. What is on, good on Twitter? Uh, you know, he's making hats. He's good Berry Variant. Yeah, a variety of colors and styles. Nice. You nice. know, I, I finally broke down. I'm doing a little bit of the Zubaz. It's under the bill, too. It's under the bill. Yes, it is. Under the bill, yeah. It's, Fantastic. Uh, and, and we're in Arizona, so I got the net back, right? Oh, the trucker cap. The uh, fo- trucker. So, so I got a bald spot, and uh, the bald spot became real to my life when I was wearing a trucker cap for I think the first time after they came back in style, and then ended up with a sunburnt back of the head. <laughs> it's like this has uh, never happened before. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Out here, I have hair, so I use it for heat release. You know, right. uh, it's significantly right. warmer in Tucson, oh. Arizona, than Buffalo, New York. A double. When you, when you do get sun. You know, it can, like, I heard everybody got a sunburn yesterday and they're back into their winter coats today. I, I yeah, I got, I got some sun. Uh, that you, that was a double brag. You, you bragged about the weather and the fact that you have hair. <laughs> well, and I don't really burn because I got that olive skin. Oh. <laughs> Whereas your skin is more or less translucent. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Friendship over. Have fun doing this show by yourself. Um, oh. With that, John, before I get to the chat, how are you feeling? How has the offseason been treating you? We've been on a little bit of a break. Um, how, are you, how, are, how is John Fina and the Fina clan? Everybody's good, man. I mean, I don't have any complaints. Things are going pretty well. Uh, work has been very busy, so it's kind of kept my mind off of Bill's football a little bit, which I think everybody, everybody had to decompress a little bit, uh, mm. given the way the season ended, the expectations that were so high, the wild ride that was the season, you know, everything from DeMar Hamlin to Kim Pagula and all the events in Buffalo that, you know, are hard to say out loud without you making you want to throw up or cry. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's been it's been a good time off uh continuing to stay connected on twitter and follow people and how about you similar all the same i i uh yeah pretty much exactly what you said i got to i got interviewed on a couple different shows which was fun um but by and large been wildly disconnected and just kind of staying connected once in a while on twitter when i when i want to be connected but uh yeah we're gonna get into some talk we have a like i said a three episode kind of like little mini series for you guys we're gonna talk about uh just where the bills are at this point uh, for this show and then next week we're going to do a little pre-draft kind of prep show and then we're going to be on the following monday post draft to talk about how the draft went for the buffalo bills um so we'll get into all of those sequentially as we go uh but want to say hello to everybody that's in the chat richard rush is in the room uh daniel gowrish is in the room tracy fichter is in the room so good to see all you guys who else is in the room uh john fina is in the room right so hello hello in the room too uh rj is in the room joey uh, Joey Hatch is in the room. So spin or Glenn Berry, Glenn or Glenard Berry. Hey, look at the logo. Oh, that is up. Oh, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's Did the he guy. know where that hat on this show? I may or may not have sent him a message saying <laughs> tune in. <laughs> I love the hat though. I love it. Say no comment. I have no comment. <laughs> uh, spin zero four eight one says, can you sponsor me for free? Sponsorship will be called. We need a right tackle in round one. Uh, yeah. So that's that, that, I guess that's probably where the show's pretty much going to kind of have the feeling EB is in the room. It's good to see EB, uh, Roy Collins, uh, squirrel. I don't, I think he's making fun of us, but, uh, yeah. So, and then, uh, Patricia <laughs> is also in the room. So good to have all of you and please feel free to, to, to comment. Uh, we are super chat live. Feel free to super chat us. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything of, of that nature, but let's start there. Let's start right tackle. Let's start with just kind of like the state in your mind of this offensive line, knowing uh, we can talk about who the Buffalo Bills have currently, who they've brought in, but right tackle for you right now. Yeah, look, I, I think of a time when uh, Will Wolford as the left tackle gave up like three or four sacks on a Monday night and struggled quite a bit early on in his career. And, uh, you know, Will was somewhat of a mentor for me, unfortunately, only for one year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is the kind of situation where, you know, voices are amplified and there's so much there's so much more the ability, the tools exist now and the knowledge base and understanding of of all positions is far greater than it was when I played or at least the people that knew how to describe what they were looking at have a much greater way to amplify their voice and everybody can borrow and take opinion and content. Uh, that's not to say that Spencer Brown didn't struggle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I still think that he has some key elements to his game that do not warrant drafting a first round right tackle. Mm. Um, and again, it, it's also based on availability. If you look, if, if there's a guy who you thought was going to be 15 and he drops to 27, okay, then right, that's right. a good pick. Right. But I don't think that is really a position of urgency. Yeah. I think I'm in the same spot you are. I think there's something to be said for uh, giving a guy – I mean, he used the phrase one last chance, right, to kind of prove that he's going to be a starter in the NFL. Um, you know, maybe he gets more chances than that. But for for this football team, I don't think now is the time that you're necessarily looking at right tackle in round one, unless, like you said, that guy falls, right? If that well, guy well, falls, I mean, he's got he's he's long armed. Athletic. Okay. 
he's athletic he's mean as a snake that might that might should be number one yeah uh he's just a few clicks off on technique for being there and if you can help him in other ways with a more efficient better full philosophical running game uh and a you know a little better play action i i don't see a real problem i don't Agreed, hundred percent. And 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 again, Joe, let, let's. What was a resounding point about the Cincinnati Bengals? Their offensive line sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yet they went to the AFC Championship game. Now I'm sure the chat will fill up with, "I don't want to be in the AFC Championship game. I want to be winning the Super Bowl." Fair. Well, they went to the Super Fair, Bowl the year before I, with a bad offensive line too. So. But I don't. I don't believe that this is the key to get us over the hump. Yeah, Patrick Stevenson uh, jumps in and says, loved watching you play, John. So uh, yeah, a little bit of a fan there, which is awesome. I think what's interesting. Hey, Patrick, just, welcome to the show. I think what's interesting about just that comment is just, you know, th- th- there's something to be said for the way Josh Allen plays football. And I don't think they've figured out necessarily how to block from. Not that he's impatient and runs and gets out of the pocket too fast every play, but there's times when he escapes and doesn't necessarily need to escape. And I think there's just an aspect of, it's, it's a work in progress, right? Because he's not a true pocket passer, but he's not a true escape artist where he's looking to dip every single chance he gets, right? Yeah, I mean, I do believe he's more of a pocket passer, and I think that's probably the best place. But as far as his escape go, he's got a, you know, I I would contend that we didn't have the the type of weapons that gave him next level threat. So if he didn't have, you know, his primary receiver open, his confidence level in two and three look was not high. So if you're if you're number one look, we're going there on the on the twelve yard out, and if that's covered, you know, if history dictates that, you know, your second option has historically been not available, then you cut and run. Right. right. And, and just a comment to our right tackle commenter. I apologize not remembering whose name it was, but I'm not disparaging you at all. Everybody's got their opinion. I mean, everybody on Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, everybody, everybody has a, a recency bias event or an opinion about who the bill should draft. Right. So. Right. So the Buffalo Bills have gone out and uh, picked up a couple guys. So they picked up Connor McGovern, uh, mm-hmm. left guard from Dallas, young kid, 25 years old, uh, had a 74.8 pass blocking grade last year, a 42.7 run blocking grade, uh, 909 sa- uh, snaps, rather one penalty, two sacks allowed. They also picked up David Edwards, right guard, 26 years old from from the Rams. So this is not abnormal either. The Buffalo Bills very much every year have kind of gone back and retooled that offensive line. Uh, almost like brought in four, five, six guys to compete. Uh, so the the offensive line depth chart, as you look at it right now, left tackle Deion Dawkins, Tommy Doyle, uh, uh, Ryan Vandemark, who I don't I don't know that name very well. Uh, left guard, they've got Connor McGovern, McGovern slated for the left starting left guard spot right now. Uh, at least he's, this is just a projection. I should just say this isn't from the Bills. Uh, sure. David, David Edwards, uh, second string, and then Kevin Jarvis. Both of those players don't have. Uh, numbers at this point, so they're more than likely practice squad guys or or camp fodder. Mitch Morse center, uh, Greg Mance as the backup, which is interesting. Ryan Bates, right guard. Ike Butker is slated to come back this year, which is good. Spencer Brown, David Quisenberry was re-signed, which was great. And then Alec Anderson. So those are your guys. They've got enough guys to compete, right? They've got enough guys to kind of get in there and find out what we got. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how the draft plays out. you got to expect them to be looking center. 
don't you? With Mitch Morris and his final year of his contract, con- con- concussion issues, you got to think they're, they're 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 looking over the pile, right? At centers that are probably out there. Uh, yes, I, I would say yes, but I, I don't think it's an early round pickup. I think it's you know, day two, day three, or mm. you know, I'm not paying much attention to who's likely to go in free agency. I don't I don't follow the position very closely. Right, right, right. So. I, I just don't see that as being the most pressing needs. You know, I, I I'm more in tune with wide receiver, safety in the later rounds. Uh, depending on what linebackers are available, there's obviously a little bit of a hole there. I know they signed AJ Klein today, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know who fits that spot. I think in the I think it could be Bernard. I don't know. I don't know how they judge his development over last year, but. I think he's got the quickness. It's just, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're going to put a guy in the AFC East to compete after a rookie season where he didn't see a lot of reps. That's that's what I did. I didn't see a lot of reps. The next thing you know, I'm the I'm the starter. And I'll Franchise tell you, it tackle. was it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, eye opening. Uh, and I think it's even more confusing when you're a linebacker. Things are coming from all over the place. You know, when you're playing offensive line, you know, I'm dealing with. Well, this is my guy right now. In the event that they move pre-snap, it's another guy. And what's the philosophy of the play? And yeah. know know the philosophy. I think there's there was a little bit of a different uh, environment when you sat your first year, and then you came in as far as learning experience. The guys you were behind, the establishment of the offensive line, um, it was it was a unit that was solid. Had already done incredible things in this league and had a running back that they had already kind of like carried off the field with thousand yard season after thousand yard season. So I think there's a little bit of a difference in a mentorship as much as you only had one year with Will Wolford to your point, you know, I don't know that Tremaine was that established, right? So Tremaine, I mean, Matt Milano's great. Tremaine is great. And we're going to miss Tremaine desperately. I just, I'm not sure that the same stuff is rubbing off on him on Terrell Bernard as kind of rubbed off on you Would that you say that's fair. Uh, I, I can't climb into his head. You know, I think that there is certainly an urgency if you're a rookie last year and a non-starter that, you know, this is your year. You want to make an impact. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking that he wants to go out and win that position. Right, right. Um, otherwise, you end up becoming in, I don't want to say the waste bin, but you end up being like a recycled vet. Right. 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 Uh, and there are guys that make 10-year careers out of being – you know, the second guy, you know, playing 25 plays a game and doing it well and playing contributing on special teams. Yeah. So there's no shame in that. None at all. Um, look, it, 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 to me, I don't think you let Tremaine Edmonds go unless you have a philosophy change on defense. So that has yet to be mm. dis- distilled, mm. right? Um if you have Tremaine and he covers a lot of ground and it's not always easy to see the value because he's out in space a lot, then you're basically playing that bend, don't break, you know, cover right. two right. type of defense. But if your thoughts are we're going to bring pressure to the offense and die on the sword, which is what I prefer, uh, confuse, uh, distract, decoy and go and destroy, mm-hmm. uh, then that's not really Tremaine's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be another guy. And then on third down situations, maybe the way Bernard can run, then mm-hmm. he fills in, in that spot. 
Yeah. Ralph Wilson Sr. actually questioned, did they extend Morris a year or two? And he, I looked it up on Spot Track, and uh, uh, Ralph Wilson is actually correct. Mitch that's is what here. I thought, but... Yeah, Mitch is here through 2024. So that's my mistake. Uh, and uh, his cap but, but, but your but your thought isn't wrong, Joe. I mean, concussion wise, uh, you know, you have to prepare. Mm-hmm. You know, if he gets another concussion and it's somewhat severe, he could decide to hang it up. Yeah. And what? And two years becomes one, or right. one year becomes a half a year. Uh, so you, you, you have to consider that the problem is right. You got to field 30 guys in a game and you only get seven picks in the draft. Right. You know, and everybody wants to improve every position. Exactly. Speaking of improving the Buffalo bills this year, re-signed, uh, Jordan Poyer, as we know, Ike Butker, uh, which is an important signing in my opinion, because he knows the system and has been here for a while. Tyler Medikevich, uh, which is, is a funny guy for me because a lot of people, take what he did uh, when he was in Pittsburgh in the three, four defense, and he was not a good linebacker. And I've said a bunch of times, do I think that Tyler Medikevich is like Tremaine Edmonds? No, but is he serviceable in a four, three? I think we've seen, especially in a nickel four, two, we've seen in, in preseason, we've seen in training camp, even in some games that he has the ability to make plays in this defense. It fits him a little bit better than the three, four did in Pittsburgh. Uh, but he's, you know, important to that special teams. Uh, Terrell Dotson, Came back, uh, David Quesenberry, we already mentioned. Dane Jackson was also re-signed. New signings. Uh, well, actually, I'll, I guess I'll let you hit that first. Anybody there that uh, you're elated about? Jordan Poyer would be one for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I- I'm thrilled that Jordan Poyer is coming back. I think it's smart to re-sign the rest of the guys that yeah. you mentioned. Um, I like the free agent picks. I like shoring up the middle. Uh, Roger Saffold, I'm sure, is a lovely man. It was uh, disappointing. It was a little disappointing. Um, and, but I think that's kind of the beauty of the way Bean looks at it. Uh, you know, one-year contracts. And mm-hmm. if you're good enough, you're going to stick around. And I kind of like that evolution of the league. A lot of guys say, oh, well, he signed this big deal. He's going to lose his competitive edge. Mm-hmm. And I think as you look at the free agent options now and some of the aging guys that are out there, and, I mean, only in the football world do we say 30 is, is aging. <laughs> I'm uh, dead. That's the case. Like right, right. You are dead. I'm deader than you. <laughs> You're more dead. I'm deader than a door doornail. Indeed. Uh, so, I think you gotta. I think it's wise to resign the guys that you know have a taste for winning. And and make no mistake about it. This is a winning football club now. Yes. I, I'm proud to be a fan. I know how hard it is to get there, and I know how how big the sacrifices are, and I know that the war of attrition with injuries. It was just devastating last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we got as far as we did, I just kept, you know, crossing myself and saying a little mini prayer that, uh, you know, we weren't going to, we weren't going to lose another guy. Yeah. And, yeah. Not- notable guys that the bills have uh, let walk or released, obviously Tremaine Edmonds being at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is no longer on this roster. Um Notable dude, Case Keenum, believe it or not, as much as he really didn't do much this year, he didn't see much playing time, losing a a quality backup quarterback uh, is important to a football team, especially when you've got a quarterback like Josh Allen that is mobile and moves around a lot and gets hit a bunch because and a lot of times he's the hitter, he's the aggressor in that situation. Um, But uh, it'll be interesting to see just kind of like the piece, the holes that the Bills have. for for me, just as far as that inside linebacker piece, you know, is there a is there a hole at wide receiver? You've got as much as we have spent a lot of time 
you and me and every other content creator and the media and everybody on Twitter talking about Gabe Davis this year. And it, it ranges all over the map as far as opinions on how how well he plays that position or is, is fit for that position. Good to is better as a three. Uh, I've blamed the way that they went into the season with the amount of wide receivers they had and where they had them slotted. You know, and then you've got Cole Beasley out here chirping on Twitter that Gabe Davis is like one of the best receivers in the league, and he's undoubtedly a number two. And I guess for me, the question I would have for you from what – now that the season's over, we've got a couple months to digest it. Are you – where are you at on the Gabe Davis, Gabe, Gabe Davis situation, and are we drafting a wide receiver in this draft? We're clearly going to draft one, but are we going high? Are we, go, are we looking for that number two guy? Uh, first question first. Uh, Gabe Davis. Are the tools there? Yeah. When, when are you going to establish yourself? When, when are you going to go out, talk some smack, you know, beat up a few DBs and, and really not physically, you know, well, physically, but not, but, but not pugilistically, you know, beat it up and establish yourself on the field. We didn't see it. Yeah. You know, we needed that to happen. And I don't, I don't think it was a reliable resource. Right. And that that's really what we're talking about right here. What's the reliable resource, right? Right. Um, so do we draft WR two to take over? I think if a, if the receiver is there, they take him. Mm -hmm. And I think that first of all, is the most pressing, Mm. pressing position wide receiver. Really more so than inside linebacker. Yes. Mm. Yes. Because I think in, in, in the past NFL game, we always said, Defense won championships, right? I think that's changed. The rules have changed to favor the offense. Mm. The dynamic uh, offenses that are run now, the creativity, I think the game has evolved beyond that statement. Yeah, And I think we need to be able to put up consistently 31 to 35 points a game. Mm. I I don't disagree. We got to out-track meet them. I, I think we got to out-track meet him. So I think you can you can make changes to the defense. You can uh, you can work with the personnel that you have with you, uh, and, and and hold hold teams to twenty eight or less. Yeah, twenty twenty four or less. It seems like you need to out-track meet people and have a guy you know uh, like Kansas City's defensive coordinator and his name right now uh, is totally escaping me. It's right on the tip of my tongue, but Spagnola. Spagnola, right? It's Steve Spagnola. So, like, literally, where they don't have they got they got an anchor in Chris Jones. They got some good players that are nice here and there. I'm not I'm not trashing their defense, but their their job is to allow their offense to out to track meet the other team's offense, and at the same time, they game plan to take away things that you're trying to do against them, right? Whereas mm-hmm. we've largely seen the Bills not do that. And there's people that are going to now come pile in the comment section and tell me that they do game plan. When you watch what this Bills team does, when they see what other teams did to the Dolphins and then the Bills just rolled a nickel 4-2 out there, they're not. They're just like, hey, you guys are good. Go play football. Let's win this game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see with, with Leslie Frazier being gone if there is more of an uh, a focus, if you will, on game planning against opponents, right? Scouting your opponent, finding out what they're going to want to do against the type of team you are and work on taking that away to slow them down enough so that you, the 30 you put up is three points more than their offense is going to put up, right? right? And I only want to win by one. Anything else is a bonus. And, and I just saw in the comments like, oh, Gabe Davis had an ankle injury. Well, Spencer Brown had a back injury, right? 
That's an interesting so, point. So, so, you know, so, we're so what? We're, so what? We're, we're ready to give. So I'm going to be my own devil's advocate against myself. We're ready to give Spencer Brown another chance. We're ready to give Spencer Brown as a right as a as a starting right tackle. The starting right tackle. We're ready to give him a chance because he was injured. Gabe Davis. We're all kind of off the train. No, I'm not off the train. But I'm saying if that's a position, a a, a threat. If you have a guy mm-hmm. that's available, you create competition. And Gabe Davis, when I say go out there and show it's your job, you got to do it in training camp. I think that mm. this training camp is going to be very different from last year. Mm. The the competitive nature, especially among the offensive linemen and wide receivers, I think is going to be hot. Mm. Now, you know, I mean, we don't it's a canary in the coal mine with our defensive line, too. We didn't do anything up front either. I mean, you know, it's it. You could take this conversation anywhere, but you, I think, you can't spend any draft capital on the front four of the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just don't see it. I, 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 it pains me to see what the productivity was like, but you know, there are other needs, and I'm going to deal with the Bijan thing right now. Okay, if he's available, I take him. Really. I don't trade up to get him. I haven't even gotten to who the Bills like signed. I mean, you've got James Cook in this room, who I Mm -hmm. think has the opportunity to be just as good as his brother. Mm -hmm. You've got Naheem Hines, who is I've been you can ask James Spence, uh, Jay Spence, who's in the comment section. I've been pounding the table for Naheem Hines for like two or three years. Like, go get that guy. Like, get that guy. Bring him here. And now we've got Damian Harris. And you're saying, if he's there, Bijan's there. Take him. I know the kid. I coached the kid. You know the kid. Dum, dum, dum. The plot thickens. I coached him. <laughs> I believe you. I'm just saying. He, he graduated big... with my son, Bruno. That's amazing. That's incredible. And he, I mean, he is an incredible player. And the only thing that surpasses that is the type of person that he is. Yeah. But I, I think when you look at that type of quality, first, I don't think he'll be available. Hmm. He just won't. Um, but by uh, on a lark, if he were, I wouldn't trade up for him. I think the only position I would trade up for, oh boy, uh, would be wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's available, I take Bijan. There's a special, there's a there are special abilities that kid had, and I I've seen him since youth football when oh. that kid was a sixth grader playing defensive end. And just destroying kids, you you just couldn't you couldn't watch the game without, you know, kind of with your eyes wide open, going, "What what am I looking?" It was like you ever see LeBron's highlights when he was in high in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You were like, "Why did they bring a like a sixth year NBA guy down to play against these high school kids?" That's the kid. That's the type of player that we're talking about. And there there is competitive football in Arizona for anybody in the chat who's concerned. That's awesome. So the Buffalo Bills wide receiver, speaking of wide receiver that we've been talking about a little bit, uh, they they did sign Deontay Hardy, uh, who has shown quite a bit of promise in the NFL, uh, has struggled with some injuries. I feel personally, just because of his size and what he's done in the past, that he's more than likely kind of a gadget guy that's going to return kicks and punts, which to me provides a bigger role in the offense for Naheem Hines, because as you know, this this team has wildly specialized guys if you're going to be that specialist dude for kick returns and punk punt returns we want to save you for that so that's what i think is going to happen i'm excited about trent sherfield uh who the bills have picked up from miami but you know the looming question is deandre hopkins and we will get to that right after we 
I have you read this super chat from Carl. Hey, Carl Tommen for Cinque Dollars. It's just 10 more days until Brandon Bean drafts Tennessee OT Darnell Wright to either push or replace Spencer Brown as we cannot, we just cannot <laughs> risk JA-17 security. It cannot be done. Yeah, who's the tackle that the Bills drafted in the first round out of Texas? Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams. I say biggest bust in Bill's history. People disagree with me because I'm just, was- I, I'm just saying, Carl, I love, I love the fact that you chimed in and you, you put, you put money behind it and I'm okay with that. Um, it's a big transition from college to pro. Uh, if he can come in and do the job, that's fine. But if he doesn't, can I have another $5? Because it's a crapshoot. <laughs> so I just don't think that right tackle is the spot that you draft. And guess what? After the draft, I mean, you can find me on Twitter. You can harangue me. You can play this clip. You could do whatever you want. You know, color me wrong. And that's okay, too. But I think you're at risk. First of all, everybody's at risk as soon as the, the ball snapped. I don't care what position you are. Dude, this um, is a – sorry, and Josh takes enough risks on his own without the offensive line putting him at risk. Yeah, we got we got Sarah Larson in the room from uh, uh, it's no longer th- line to gain with uh, with Jerry Ostrowski, your former teammate. We got uh, I love Jay- the name by the way, line to gain. That's cool. James Jay Spence the King, Aaron Maven, bigger bust only because he was taken eleventh overall. I would say no. Mike Williams at four overall was mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Nolan is in the room. So like this is like the place to be on a Monday night apparently, which is uh-huh. interesting. And he makes a good point that he can't see Darnell Wright getting past New England at fourteen. And then uh, Alyssa, Alyssa like Milano is also here this evening joining us. So uh, she's blind too, which uh, we hope you get to your ophthalmologist soon. What? <laughs> good. Thank you, thank you for. Along. He's come back with two of the five dollars, so he only owes you three now. <laughs> what if Spencer Brown sucks in 2023? So I, I'm going to contend that the guy didn't suck in 2022. Well, the, I, I would mean, say, what if Josh Allen sucks in 2023? Are you drafting yeah, right? back in 2024? I mean, I mean, I don't know what the answer to that question. I mean, what if Ed Oliver turns out another 2022? Or you know, that's a, let's let's stop there. Or Jordan yeah. Phillips uh, can't stay healthy, right? I mean, we needed that guy at the end, and and we didn't have. Before right? we get to DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, where are you? I mean, I I still contend that the Buffalo Bills cannot roster Ed Oliver at 10.7 million dollars this year. They don't have that luxury, in my opinion. The question is: Is are do they do they depend on that stupid defensive line rotation so much that they feel like they got to keep them at that number? Or so they- I, I think you only do it if you are going to. I mean, let's face it: you featured a guy like Bruce Smith, and there are positions along the defensive line that you feature by your defensive play call. Sure, sure. Does he have those skills to be a feature? You know, one or three technique. If we give him help, he had is, help. Is Daquan, that, Jones, is it, Daquan Jones is one of the best three technique. Uh, I'm talking. Or, or I'm talking about. I'm talking about schem, schematic help. Okay. Right. I'm talking about bringing linebackers through the a gap. Not, not just go. Not not yeah, just not go just go. Right. Not just direction. go. Okay. You know. I bet. Um, we don't. You know. Historically, we don't do a lot of loops and twists. We don't mm-hmm. run a lot of games. We we have a very vanilla pressure package. Um, and that was my biggest problem with the defense. You gotta, you gotta give those guys, uh, an idea when they hear a defensive play call, like this is it. 
I, I'm getting it this time. Uh-uh, baby. I'm getting there before you. Uh-uh, I'm getting there before you. Immediate quarterback. We'll see who's there first. Isn't it borderline inherent in the 4-3 defense to not be much of a game like twists and stunts? I mean, it seems like that's a 3-4 thing. No, not at all. I think no? You, you, no, it seems, because it seems like uh, it seems like four threes invariably are just pin your ears back, like the two guys stuff the middle, and the, the outside guys go. No, the ease of doing those twists lends toward the four three even greater because you got two guys close to one another. So whether you're running an ET or a TE, uh, they're closer together. If you're running like a true three four, you're still if you want to get a guy down into a three technique position, you you know you're pushing a guy down. You're running an over and under. You may not understand that that lingo, yeah. but to get to an over and under, you got to walk a guy up on the line anyway. Mm. So you're by you know then you're a four two again. So gotcha. Uh, it's definitely easier to run games. And now when you've got a three and a one, and you're shading a little bit, a little bit more this way or that way, then you can run a TT game. And then you run a TT game, you might quietly reach up and grab a guard's shoulder and free up the linebacker coming the, coming through the A gap. You know, I think you have a, a a wide variety of options when you have four guys in the line of scrimmage. I agree. I just I just wish I wish we could see the Bills do it. Right. I feel like they've got the talent to do it. It's not a, ma- a measure of they don't have the talent. So, in response to your Ed Oliver question, is it worth the gamble at ten million? Only if they're going to put him in a position to utilize them as a threat. I wish I knew more, and you may, somebody in the comment section might, uh, that paid a little more attention to the draft, Bruce Nolan would be one. You know, what type of a player was he in college? Was he more of a, of a you know, of a, of a, you called it game, running games on the defensive line. Was he more of that style, or was he more of a bull rusher, right? Was he more of a, not a space eater, but you know uh, Yeah, no, he definitely wasn't a space eater, but I think, you know, the problem with making that sort of research you know, part of your day is the offensive line play, the quality at the college level in that conference, I don't think is going to be, I, I frankly, and no offense, Ed, uh, don't ride your horse over here with your, your shotgun and, and come looking for me. But, you know, I was, I don't think I was thrilled about the pick. Um, you know, my hope was that he'd become like the guy, shoot, uh, Aaron Donald. Mm. Right. That that's my hope. Well, that was everybody's and, hope. That, that and, I, even, and I think and I think that's probably a little under Aaron Donald was the idea, but yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, Aaron Donald is potentially one of the best defensive tackles to ever play the play the game of football, which is crazy. Yeah. But and I, I don't disagree, especially in this modern game where uh, offensive linemen I think are better. And I think scheming and technique is way better. Right. So DeAndre Hopkins was asked nonverbal well he was asked verbally and gave nonverbal answers about teams that he would like to join and as we know the, the DeAndre Hopkins thing was hot it was really hot about a month ago month maybe 5 weeks ago and then it totally cooled off and uh and and in that time we got to hear from OBJ who said that I don't know who's tripping and who thinks I want 20 million dollars but that ain't the case at all and uh everybody kind of was like well how much do you want and then he signs for a max deal with the Ravens of all teams <laughs> for 18 i think 14 is his base and in that time the deandre hopkins thing has gotten very quiet but it's kind of heated up now that the draft is coming and then him effectively giving what 
googly eyes when it, it was mentioned, you know, would you be willing to join the Buffalo Bills? And he was like giving it all. The, oh, yeah, that's the place I would like to end up. So, well, did he did he give googly eyes to everybody? I mean, no, he's a guy. He, he's he was the first. The first one was the Patriots. I think the first one was the Patriots. And he was like, no. <laughs> and the other one was the Jets. And he was like, no. So and the two that he was said he would join were effectively not said that he uh body language that he would be willing to join would be the bills and the chiefs so when the news hit the airwaves during the season i believe it was in, it, close to the end of the season it was a wednesday and spence and i were on that night and both of us were like bring me deandre hopkins like whatever you got to do get me that dude to be on the other side of stefan diggs so where are you on this thought of having somebody that is a legitimate superstar in this league you're talking about trading out if you can if you can make it work salary cap wise and salary wise and all that stuff he also said he's not looking for a raise you're talking about taking a, a number two wide receiver that dropped 48 percent of his passes or 52 percent of his i think it's 48 percent of his passes and you're replacing with a guy that's had the potential to be injured the last couple seasons he missed some time with some with the ped uh, suspension well i'm when all he, for that it was i think three years ago it wasn't long ago three or four years ago he didn't drop a pass so I mean that's that's what you're replacing him with. Catch radius and ability, right? And you, you're talking jump balls. You're talking verticality. He can run the entire route tree. He can step into the slot just like just like Diggs can. To me, the nightmare, the fits, and then if you've got a James Cook right in your backfield along with a Naheem Hines, what it does for Dawson Knox, I just to me this is whether it's a draft day trade or however they got to get this done. To me, this is the move to make. Okay, well, they're they're setting up for it, right? So if they believe in Spencer Brown, then the offensive line is done. Right. Okay. If they believe that Jordan Poyer well, is besides be, late late round stuff, they could they could they could go after a guy fourth round. No, right? no, but what I'm saying is in order to get DeAndre Hopkins, what are you willing to give up? What's the trade? Right. And every every trade I've seen out there, I was like, You're crazy. I'm not giving that up. I'm I'm just not. Um, but I'm a little bit more of a pragmatist, not, I guess. He's not going to collect a one. He's not going to collect two twos. Like that's not going to happen. It's going to be a player and a pick, or a player and two picks. Well, I'm if good. It, I'm good for it. Up, if you're giving up a two, but, but but do we have the space? Do we have the cap space? Does that mean Ed Oliver goes, or how do you how do you work that? You would need effectively three void years, which I believe is what they did with uh, Vaughn Miller. So they brought Vaughn on a six year deal, three of which could be voided, which would spread mm -hmm. that 19 million dollar cap hit across six years or something like that, or five years. There's ways that it can be done. The question is, is if it is a player, right? And and we clearly don't. Maybe somebody's done it in the chat. Uh, what somebody needs to do is is scan the Cardinals roster, and I know that Spence is a Cardinals season ticket holder, so he may know more about this. Ooh, that sounds painful. <laughs> but actually, you're in Arizona. You might know, like, what are their holes? Do they need, you know, a three technique defensive tackle? With is, is we've seen they've picked they've they've got Cody Ford on that football team. They've got former Buffalo Bills on that team already. Mm -hmm. You know, is is Cody Ford a guy that they would take and a two next year, right? Or a uh, Cody, not Cody Ford, sorry, uh, at Oliver and, you know, uh, a four this year, or a five this year and a two next year or something like that. Like, what are their holes that they have? And is there somebody right now we're kind of stacked at corner? If you think about it, Tredavious White, Dane Jackson came back, Kair Elam and Christian Benford. We got yep. four solid cornerbacks. Yeah, and no, I'm not worried about that position. It's safety that concerns me. Which is funny because coming into this moment last year, we were like, these. I was doing shows 
these are the five cornerbacks still left on the board that we need to take one. Like we need to pick up one of these guys right now. And here we sit a year later, a calendar year later, and we are solid at corner, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the question. Like, do they need a defensive tackle and a corner, right? And a pick. So what does it take? Well, I, I still think you can't, uh, if they want Tredavious white, I, uh, I mean, I, hmm, how do I say this nicely? I don't know that I saw him at uh, full Tredavious not yet. after the injury. Not yet. So not yet. And I, I'm not privy to his workouts. I hope it's the same guy. If if he's not, uh, you know, I don't know. Do you trade him? You so can. can. I don't think you can. You a cat, can. Wouldn't there be a cat hip? cap hit? Uh, I can tell you what it is. Well, anyway, we, we go down the rabbit hole. I think it's I think it's worth entertaining. Obviously, that's got to be a pre-draft move, right? Because you can't get uh, into the draft and, and start talking. Yeah. They, they did do players got traded like crazy last year. It was, I, the, I, it was a wild thing. Well, the 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 skeletons have gonna have to be in place, right? They're, if this is gonna happen, you know, they need to be, you know, one pick or one player away. Uh, or, or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at this point. Wildly unlikely due to cap, due to dead cap. That it's, I mean, yeah, I'm not, this isn't, yeah, a, I'm not a, seeing a forte. It's but 20, you're not, you're not giving up, uh, we're not giving up a cornerback. That's, that's not, that's not, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't, you wouldn't walk on a Christian Benford or, I, I just, Benford. I don't understand Arizona, first of all. I mean, I would love to trade with those guys. I mean, here, there, this is a team that, drafted Kyler Murray and who I loved in college, but said, please, I don't want him on my team. I just, he's just not my kind of guy. Right. He's making more money than Josh Allen too. And I'm over the moon for Jalen hurts. I mean, wow. I mean, he's an easy guy to root for and, and, and good on him. So, you know, I just, I just didn't get the Kyler Murray pick. And I think, you know, my instincts were more or less proven out, but then you're going to get rid of your receiver and you still have Kyler Murray, although he got hurt. So who's gonna who's who's the, who's gonna start for them? Uh, well, he he tore his ACL, right? So I, who knows? Yeah, yeah, near the middle end of the season. Yeah, towards the end of the season. Like so our guy Von Miller. Like when yeah. do we get Von back? I mean, well, oh, Joe, no, you could just. I mean, it's a rabbit hole. Now you're like, oh, do you want to take a defensive end? No, I don't. No, I think you got a. I think you got a scheme with the guys you have there. Linebacker could be an early round need. Safety later round uh need again i think you're focusing on on a lark if you get the right tackle that you want or the wide receiver that really makes sense right um speaking of von miller and when are we going to get him back so one thing i should so i'm never good at this stuff i didn't start the show properly i should have started the show with actual football things are well not actual but football things are happening the bills opened otas today Mm -hmm. uh josh allen was in attendance or is in attendance von miller is here gabe davis is here like all the major that's the one thing about the culture of this football team as much as people have there's been this breath this whisper of the culture breaking down in buffalo and i don't know if you saw it there's reports out there out there that the team is losing its trust and its belief in sean mcdermott meanwhile here we are it's april what is it april 17th the day before tax day and like all the major players all the major dudes aside from probably stefan diggs who's never attended an ota um these guys are showing up right because this is this is the culture of this football team so yeah i agree with you i mean god could you imagine being in chicago 
<laughs> hey, it's OTAs. Oh, oh, I gotta go back there. We're so great. We got so much to look forward to. We could we could meet Tremaine. That's pretty cool. Uh, so we're in a good place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that especially signing some of these guys that we we know well and who've been around actually uh, fosters that continued growth of the cultural environment there. Yeah, I know there's a lot of words to say, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, there's a familiarity among these guys and everybody, everybody has got their gripe at the end of the season. I mean, how could you not at the, at the way that season ended? Yeah. I was like my daughter's first game. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) this is a fun question. Trivia question. Can you give me one first time head coach? That's won a super bowl. I know of one that you should remember. That won a Super Bowl, first-time head coach? First-time NFL head coach. Like in his first year? Yes. Why should I remember? Because you played against him. <laughs> was it Was it Dallas? Barry Switzer, that's right. Was it Barry? Barry Switzer, yeah. That was his first year? That was his first year. Jimmy Johnson got mm-hmm. the old hatchet because yeah. he had a struggle between him and uh, and Jerry Jones. And oh, he- yeah. Leave Oklahoma, right? You brought in Barry Switzer from Oklahoma. Barry Switzer... Won a Super Bowl, uh, did not make it the year after that, then beat the Steelers, I think, the year, two years yep. later. I was then, at that game. And then my, my first NFL football game as a, as a uh, spectator. As a citizen? Yeah, as a citizen. <laughs> so, so I, I like, all my friends were late. So we're, we're freaking driving my Bronco at high speed. You've heard There's that before, one. right? There's another one. Yep. All right. So I'm in my Bronco, breaking the speed limits, going toward ASU Stadium. Was it a white Bronco? It was not. So thank you for playing. And uh, oh my God, the parking, like we were going to be showing up at the game in the middle of the freaking third quarter, as far away as we were looking to park. So I they used to give out these little membership cards of the NFL players association. Right. So I'm just blazing up to the next security guard and I'm flashing my card. I'm saying, I got to do a pregame shot on the sideline. I'm totally late. My, you know, I'm making up a story. I'm like go on through, sir. Go on through. <laughs> Joe, I end up parking under the stadium, oh like at the tunnel that and walking. <laughs> no credentials. No you nothing. can't do that anymore. Not no. a single credential. I got a plastic card that says NFL Players Association <laughs> member, like, you know, 14,256 on it. Right. To date myself, um, and I don't know, I mean, you would remember, but the year that the, so the year after uh, the Bills last Super Bowl was the 49ers and the Chargers. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I remember going into that game and just thinking the Niners are going to wax the Chargers. I mean, they had, what was it? Stan Humphreys was their quarterback. Like Ricky Waters was on that Niners team. Steve Young was on that. Jerry Rice was on that Niners team. It was just like, there's no chance in the world that the Chargers are going to like even come close in this football game. And sure enough, the 49ers just It was a blowout, right? Blowout. You know, something about that though, when you're not in the playoffs and you're, you're a player, I mean, it was pretty, yeah, I was pretty stung, you know, like, I, well, maybe I'll watch the game. Like, yeah. I just like, oh, <laughs> oh, just so angry. You know, you got to kind of like watch at it. Uh, it's, on the NFC side, it was a little bit easier, right? But you're looking at the AFC guys and saying, you know, these are the guys I want to destroy. And then I got to watch them. They're like, I, I don't have a game on Sunday. You know, what happened? Oh, yeah, we sucked. We're out. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. <laughs> 
Don't like it at all. Definitely don't like that. So uh, before we wrap up here, because uh, uh, I think uh, we didn't really have a time limit necessarily, but you and I talked, so we want to go about 47, 50 minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. Any final thoughts about just this roster free agency before we get into draft talk official like episode talking about where what the Bills are looking at in the, in the, the NFL draft? Uh, I mean, outside of a huge splash um, and that signing, right? Mm -hmm. that we're talking about and if i feel like if i don't say it it'll happen you know like <laughs> quietly <laughs> outside of that i don't i don't see much of anything happening to report right i think it's going to be continued kind of investigation of personalities who fits here uh, i know the bills uh entertained a few players coming in i don't have that list with me and I'm sure somebody over in the chat does, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but th this is the time when they're really drilling down on, you know, who, who, who are they going to pick? And I like our organization in that I get the feeling that, you know, between Bean and McDermott, they have a real grasp of players and coaches mm -hmm. enough to have a huge fight. And I think you got to have a huge fight. You know, you don't want this situation being where, you know, one of the Pagulas walks in and says, oh, I like that guy because my cousin's sister's buddy went to that school. Right. You know, th this is a true football club here. And despite the season ending the way we didn't want it to, uh, I, I think that sort of study, you know, that real drill down on these players, do they mm -hmm. fit here, get, get Josh's input, right, get Jordan Poyer's input, get Von Miller's input, you know, find the leaders of the team. Do you know this guy? What have you heard? And you look, I mean, I'm sure there's teams of people now going through Instagram and Twitter and just looking for the type of personalities they put up because it matters. And yeah. it, it doesn't matter in the first quarter, but it matters in the third and fourth quarter, which yeah. is when we want the sacks and a close game. We want the sacks, which is when we want the key catches, right? Well, you, you got, I mean, we had that stuff before Von got hurt, right? So you got, you've got to wonder, there's always going to be we're going to spend the next 20 30 years of our lives talking about what the, that last season could have been if Vaughn didn't get hurt and if like DeMar Hamlin doesn't die on the field if you know if Kim Pagula if the, all the stuff that happened in Buffalo the blizzard the two <clears throat> blizzards the blizzard at Christmas the the snowvent the November blizzard like John Murphy having a stroke like the amount of stuff that just piled on but you got to wonder if Vaughn Miller doesn't get hurt in that Thanksgiving Day game you know, does the season end differently? And yeah. I don't have an answer. We'll never Va have an Va answer. Vaughn and four guys for sure. But yeah, I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you. I'll tell you that we won't be talking about this in 20 years if the Bills win this year or the next year. I'll forget about last oh, season yeah, for sure. Hell, I'd have forgotten about it if you didn't drag me onto this damn show. <laughs> and then not just this show, but you convinced me to do three. God, you know what? Where's my little thing? Here it is, right here. Uh, Say no more. Damn. I, I'm just, just going to end the show with the fact that John's asking where his little thing is, but that's the whole ah, My day. notepad. <laughs> this is a notepad. It's got a Buffalo Bills logo. Is that a red helmet? It's got my name on it, too. So, so how do you have all of this old nostalgic stuff from when you were a player still? So I used to... the I, desk of John Fina? 
a little known fact. The desk of John Fina. Little, little known. It does. It says from the desk of John Fina, just like everybody in the building from the desk of Joe Miller. So back in the day, I saw every everybody had a pad, and I'm like, I'd like some pads. I want to represent. So I ordered a bunch of pads, and then now I have the new ones, which are over there. Um, but I used to write probably a letter a week. Um, you know, people get bills in the mail and well, not anymore, but you get junk mail and it's nice to get a letter. I used to write a letter a week. That was a hobby oh, of mine. A letter a week. Wow. Yeah. A letter a week. Um, and I still get fan mail, by the way, I got a stack of it. I got to go through. I love getting fan mail. It's a blast. If, if, if there was a letter a week and if there was a let, if it was a letter a day, I would not have written a week's worth of letters in my life. Hmm. What? <laughs> that would be seven. The number is Your seven. math is blowing my mind. <laughs> the number is seven. I, I tell will, me how many. I will die on the cross forever with people telling them that you are far more intelligent than I am. But if you can't figure that one out, we might. So have- I, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, a fan in Japan, and I used to write back and forth with a Japanese mm-hmm. fan when I played. Mm-hmm. Marv Levy and I used to be pen pals in the oh, off season. Cool. That's fun. That's fun. And. Um, I still have a fan who sends me birthday cards and Christmas cards and I write, I write her letters back and yeah, I, it just, it keeps it alive for me. And that that's why when we talk about wins and losses and playoff, you know, shortcomings and awful things that happen, I immediately just pull back to how great was it to just engage with great people and great players and a great organization, because guess what? Life disappoints all the time and if you don't have something anchoring you you know your faith your faith in people your faith in god your faith in family mm-hmm. then forget about it man the wind's gonna blow you like a reed mm. sorry soapbox damn it you do that you do that a lot so you're so, you're yeah. a soapboxer not a real boxer just a soapboxer so. oh man with this nose i take one shot on that thing <laughs> i'm going down there's blood everywhere <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fina show on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast. Now, my name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That there is my guy, John Fina. John, tell them where they can find you. Uh, everybody on here knows where I'm on Twitter, John Fina. And that's Joe Miller. And he makes it happen. And we got a super shot from Carl. So he, Carl's, Carl's good. He's, he's all like you said, five more dollars and I'll. This is the last of his five dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go cool. For it. I guess, you know, you're only valuable if they pay you a lot of money now. Oh. I owe John $3. Protect who makes $258 million on this team. Hey, Carl, we're good, man. I want to protect him, too. Yes. But I also I want, want him to have, protect himself. I want to have threats. I want him to protect himself. Uh, Joe, my closing thought is thanks to everybody who joined the show. Thanks to everybody who downloads the show. We have a good time. I hope that we say something that makes sense to somebody and infuriates somebody else. <laughs> Um, you know, come scream at me on Twitter if you want. I'll have a snide comment in return. I enjoy cutting it up. It's what I do. Joe and I do it together. I love Joe, even though I give him a hard time. All the time. All the time. And it it, it goes back uh, to you. I love you too, man. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you being here for me, for John Fina. Uh, what, right after this is Intentional Grounding with Sterling Furrow, I believe, tomorrow, Code of Conduct. And then the chop up is on Wednesday. And there's some there's there's a whole bunch of new shows that I am not up to speed on. So I apologize for who I missed. Check with Sarah Larson. She'll be able to tell you everybody and what the entire lineup is. But at least in the at the very least, go follow Buffalo Rumblings on Twitter, Facebook, and you'll get that information. But for me, 
for John, for all Buffalo Rumblings. Go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills!